You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I'm Clint. You didn't do your, you didn't do your ritual, Daniel. It's, I, like to, I like to keep things spicy. Ah. You know, the key to any good relationship is to keep the keep a little bit of mystery in there and i like to think i have a good relationship with the listeners so that's that's what i'm trying to do happy friday everybody there we go it's friday that, now it's, friday. it's great to, it's great now to, it's forward. great to be with you great to be here great to be talking georgia uh, it's every day, not just Friday, but especially on Friday. Doubly on Friday is going to be talking Georgia. Uh, that's, that's because right. the weekend's almost here, and Friday is usually the time where you get your mind right for game day. So just go ahead. Here, here's a little suggestion for you in the midst of spring. Okay, then. Okay, um, then. As you're getting ready, as the sun's coming out, just get that pre-game, pre-night before the game ritual going right now. Give it a little dry run. See what happens Absolutely. with it. See if you like it. See, mm-hmm. That's right. Listen, it's not just about what shirt are you going to wear during the game. Nope. It's about what are you wearing to bed the night before. What what? Uh, how are you arranging things before you go to sleep so when you wake up everything's in the, it's all in the set. right order. And and listen, these kinds of things cannot be overstated. And so um, yeah, today don't a good roll into to July without having done this before. Don't do that. On do you think Kirby Smart? And uh, Todd Munkin and Dan Landing and the the coaching staff. Do you think they're just sitting around waiting for summertime so they can start thinking about their upcoming season? No. JT Daniels MCL just grew two more millimeters in this off-season workout. Why don't you go? What have you done today? Um, What have you done? Hey, welcome to Locked on Bulldogs here on the Locked on Podcast Network. He is Daniel. I am Clint. If you didn't catch on by now, we are fans first and foremost. We talk like fans do, just like you do, because you're a fan. UJ basketball and football. We're talking football today. We are not going to be gurus or insiders. While we're talking about recruits, we have no clue what his favorite dish at the cafeteria is on Wednesday at lunch. I have no idea who Brock Bowers' favorite dish is. Somebody does. Not us, because we're not gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination, Daniel. No, we're Georgia fans. You're Georgia fans. And so thanks for being here. Uh, if you're new to the show, uh, subscribe to the podcast. we got a whole week's worth of shows that we have done this week. We've been doing some fun stuff in the off offseason, uh, talking about some all-decade teams and so on and so forth. So subscribe to the show. That gets it downloaded to your device every single day. Give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you've been listening for a little bit and you enjoy the show. Thank you to everyone who has done that recently. We greatly appreciate it. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast or uh, email LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. It's Friday, Clint, which not only means that the weekend is upon us, it Mm -hmm. means that we are back to the countdown the final countdown, as it were. We're the Job Bluth of podcasts, and we are counting down. We are counting down the 25 most exciting players of the upcoming 2021 football season. Not the 21 best players or the 21 most nope. important players, but the 21 players that we are most excited about seeing on the field for the Bulldogs this upcoming season. And, uh, Lest you have forgotten 
Let me read the names off to you. Brock Vandergriff, Brock Vandelay, as we like to call mm-hmm. him, of Vandelay Industries, came in at number 25. Major Burns at 24. Devontae Wyatt at 23. Quay Walker at 22. So that's three defensive players in a row, and so we need to go back to the offensive side of the ball, Clint. And the aforementioned Brock Bowers, mm. newly arrived on campus. He's enrolled. He's got the student ID. He is um, going through the strength and conditioning program right now, uh, getting acquainted with the facilities, the film room. His teammates and Todd Munkin, kid from out in California, Clint. Yes, sir. Second year in a row, Georgia's pulled a, uh, a one or more big-time recruits from the West Coast. Uh, obviously, Kendall Milton. From out in California, Keely Ringo from the West Coast as well. And Brock Bowers from out in California comes in as the number three tight end in the country. Four stars by most recruiting services, um, which sometimes as a Georgia fan, four-star player, you might think, well, that's just kind of ho-hum, right? Sure. We only really talk about five stars on this podcast. And yet, here's Brock Bowers, number 21 out of our 25 most exciting, not most exciting freshmen, most exciting players Whole team. on the team next year. And so, Clint, uh, what gives? Why are we so excited about this this young man? Here's what makes us excited and why we have the hope for this young man. We haven't seen him in UGA gear, but let me just rattle off a couple of interesting stats. Number one interesting stat is not a stat at all. Um, it I, Maybe I could quantified in a stat of number of heartbeats I skipped watching Big O Washington run down the field mm. in the final game of the year, Daniel. Maybe I can quantify that as 10. Freshman tight end. Freshman tight yeah. end. Streaking down the mm. field, running over people in an offense that utilized the tight end more and more and more. I think that's maybe where I begin this conversation, Daniel. Uh, but it doesn't end there. By any stretch of the imagination. No, because no, certainly not. <laughs> I have to rattle off to you the following stat lines that are quantifiable. 6'3", 225, 40-inch vertical, and this just in 4'5 in the 40, Daniel. So we're talking about like, that's like safety speed? Like like free safety? That's so- that's free safety speed. I I think yeah. maybe N'Kobe Dean can get 4'5". Maybe. Maybe. Okay, again, the most athletic linebacker in the SEC. I didn't say the most prolific. I said the most athletic. And and he's he's maybe a step behind this kid coming in. Mm-hmm. So this is, I mean, 6'3", 225 is not little in many rooms. But he now walks into the tight end room with big O Darnell Washington and John Fitzpatrick and he becomes just the little the he's little shrimpy tight end. <laughs> he's little. He's the very small man by a third of a foot. <laughs> That's um, ridiculous. So yeah. He's he's the little the little speed tight end that we <laughs> sure. that we put in there. Six three two twenty five fresh <laughs> 6'3", 225 freshman, he's the guy that we line up a tight end, and then he just runs right by you, right by you, over the top. A lot of things to be excited about this kid. We're going to get into what we have seen from him. Obviously, we've never seen him in a Georgia uniform. But they got filled Um, elsewhere. 
that that this just in that's going to change in uh just big hurry a matter of weeks from now i mean we're talking about we're talking about several weeks but weeks we're counting in weeks mm-hmm. until we are going to see this georgia football team out in the spring game and so uh very excited to see this kid we're going to talk about what we've seen and then what we expect from him coming up but first uh one last time this week let us let us help you. Help us help mm. you. You understand? We can't help you if you don't want to help yourself. And if you don't want free money, then I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I pity you. Please continue to listen to the podcast. You need help. You need more help than we're able to offer you. If you would Thanks like to village. reach out to somebody, executive producer, intern, therapist Michael would be happy to listen to all of your troubles. Um so send us an email and we'll get you in touch. But the fine folks over at betonline.ag are trying to give you free money. Mm. You understand? You go there, betonline.ag, and you enter, you enter the promo code locked on, and then you make a deposit, maybe $50, maybe $100, maybe $200, maybe $500. I'm not sure what kind of life you're living. Fr- quite frankly, that's none of my business. Do you have a yacht? Do you not have a yacht? Who do you invite on it or not invite on it? These are not things that I concern myself with. What I concern myself with is do you want free money? You deposit $500, betonline.ag is going to give you $250 for free. You deposit $100, they're going to give you $50 for free. It's a 50% bonus on your initial deposit when you go to betonline.ag and enter the promo code locked on. So do that and then get in the game and make some wagers on some games that you're watching anyway. Get ready for March Madness and win some money at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Daniel, what have we seen from this kid that excites us? Brock Bowers, big athletic, not as big as our other tight ends. Uh, Big John over there just setting an edge by himself. He's a bookend tackle in the tight end position. Big O doing his business, running over people. He is big. He is fast. Uh, We forgot to mention this. Some of the scouting uh, out there has him rated as a second-round pick, projected out if he has a good career at UGA. Uh, By the way, do you know a a prolific tight end drafted in the second round by the New England Patriots in recent history? Oh. Yeah. That's that's, that's something. An interesting comparison. Hopefully there's less beer chugging and more touchdown grabbing than – Big Rog and Grankowski got going on. But that'd be that'd great. Be great. That'd uh, be great. Look, what you see when you turn on the and we encourage you, again, not gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination. So go go and watch the the film yourself and and here's what you're gonna see. Listen, he's playing out in California. Um competition, not 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 terrible. Not terrible. Playing in no. a decent playing in a decent league, but this is one of those guys that if you di- if I didn't tell you he was a tight end, yes, and I started the video two seconds after the play started so that you didn't get to see where he was lined up. You know what I'm saying? Say, and then once he has the ball in his hands, you would think this guy was a five star running back. Clint, that's exactly D- who you Daniel. would think he was. He's returning kicks. Uh-huh. He is. He is throwing stiff arms, spin moves, jukes. He is splitting defenders. Uh, he's running around people. People are falling over 
trying to chase after him. It looks like a lot of these high school highlight tapes look like a circus came to town because that's just what elite players do to, quite frankly, lesser talent, high school players. Yeah. Um, But when he has the ball in his hands, he is um, he is dynamic. With the ball. You don't say that about Titus. Listen, Darnell Washington is not dynamic with the ball. In he's That's he's not imposing. That's that he brings he's, to the table. He's terrifying. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, Todd Gurley's dynamic with the ball in his go. hands. Right. Like, Sonny Michelle is dynamic with the ball in his hands. That's, that's the vibe you get watching Brock Bowers play. It's not your average tight end. No. Clint. What you said earlier, when you turn on the film, you get excited. He is we're not saying he looks like a running back. What we're saying is he li- no, he lied no, 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 no. at running back. Is what we're saying. Well, he he did. <laughs> and he looked he looked like a running back when, when he did When he that. lined up out there, he played linebacker as well. When we say freak athlete, I think sometimes we we misunderstand what that means. We either mean he's obscenely fast or he's he's good in space or, or or he's he's able to juke defenders what i mean when i say freak athlete is this kid doesn't look like he belongs at the position of tight end like like much like when you think of when you think of athletic tackles he it's not something he shouldn't be on the offensive line down there with grunts and, and right. hogmollies this guy is cutting on a dime He's able to transition the hips very easily, very fluidly. Mm. He doesn't look like he belongs at tight end position because of whatever that that has meant to us. Um, but he is moving fluidly. He's moving quickly inside of like a phone booth. All right, so so um, quick yes. little spurts here and there, one two jab steps, and a couple defenders, one coming from each side. Again, Donald Washington is just going to throw the stiff arm and then put his head down and bull rush you. This guy is going to take a couple no. of choppy steps, and both of you going to miss him by when all is said and done. That's the type of dynamic athleticism we're talking about from this kid coming out of California, Daniel. Yeah, and it it, it reminds you of. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's catching little, I mean, he's catching little tunnel screens, Clint. Like he's, he's, he's catching balls and routes that you don't normally throw to the tight end. You know, he's, he's lining up split off to the side and then he's catching little inside shovels. Like he's a, like he's a Kansas city chiefs running back. Like that's, that's what he's doing in these formations it, it it reminds you a lot of some of the more ultra athletic I, I don't know how people are going to feel about this comparison um i don't suspect that at any point brock bowers is going to murder someone in cold blood wow wow we're this but one goes to it 11. reminds it reminds you of some of the ultra athletic tight ends that Urban Meyer used to have at Florida. Ooh, yeah, ooh, you, ooh. you know what I'm saying. Don't, don't say that. You don't need to go further. That's yep. We got. And it. the way that they used to use those guys, and the, and how, and how much of a freak skill mismatch they were able to create because they had guys that were too big to cover with corners, and they were too physical to cover with smaller defenders but when you try to put a linebacker on them 
Clint, they're just too quick. They're too shifty. It's not just even top-end speed that we're talking about. It's elusiveness and the ability to navigate the hole on the inside of the formation. Um, I, I can I can honestly see a lot of that kind of stuff being used early in Brock Bauer's career, which we're going to get to our expectations in, in a little bit. But 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 that's the comparison that um, that comes to mind for me um, is um, is some of those uh, yeah some of those ultra athletic uh, like Jordan Reed type mm-hmm. Florida mm-hmm. tight ends that um, used to kill us back in the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to come back after this break and we're going to talk about what our expectations are and what your expectations are, should be for Brock Bowers right after this. What do you expect Brock Bowers to be? Let's talk about uh, this year, because it is this year, we're starting off, true freshman season, and then his entire career at UGA. So let's start with that. Do you anticipate seeing Brock Bowers much if at all, during this 2021 season? Yes. How often do we see him? Uh, I think by... I think you'll see him in every game. I think he'll appear in every game this season. I don't think that's crazy at I all. think he'll play... I think he'll play special teams, for sure, sure, in every game. But I think he'll probably take offensive snaps in... 75% of the games this season. And I think by the last four games of the season, five games of the season, he will be getting uh he'll be getting the second most snaps at tight end. I don't expect him to begin the season no. necessarily getting the second most snaps at tight end. I think we all know the tight end room begins with Big O Darnell Washington, but I th- I, I do think you're going to see um, some other guys who there's some guys who have some tenure mm-hmm. in front of him, and I don't mean to discount any of those guys. We've been excited about them in the past. Seether and maybe Fitz obviously is reliable oh, yeah. and physical and offers a, an element in the run game that nobody else can match uh, because of his physicality and strength, but. I do think by the end of the season, I do think most games this season, you're going to see Brock Bowers at least get an offensive snap. I think he's a starter from day one on special teams because I think he's that kind of athlete. And then I think you're going to see him um, by the end of the season assert himself into uh, a more prominent role. I think we're going to see Todd Munkin's playbook, much like Dan Lanning's defense at the hockey line switch-ups, I think personnel groupings. So you're going to tell me let's let's just let's put Big O with his hand on the ground or maybe motion over to a wing on the right hand tackle. You split Bowers off to the left with Arian Smith over there and maybe Dom Blaylock on the right with Big O. You telling me that that a couple of four verts right there and maybe maybe mm. one that bends it over the middle sits down in the soft zone. Mm. Uh, look, I think we're going to see him plenty this year get used to him i think a kid with this type of athleticism cannot be denied and all you uga haters out there that were last year so wowed 
by the tight end use over the middle. Get get used to it. Mm. Okay? Like this ain't this ain't your grandma's offense no more. All right? Like don't don't come no. in here shocked. It's now typical. It's now expected to have that kind of play in our system. And Brock Bowers fits that mold. He he fits that excitement over the middle, Daniel, where we're losing that a little bit from, or, or, or maybe we haven't had it in a while. And certainly, like I said, uh, Big O has had that ability to go up. But but the screens, those quick little slips where he, where he chips off that D end, you know, and then goes out and catches something where mm. those sorts of plays are going to be exciting. Um, how many receptions? What's kind of our anticipation of receptions for him this year? I mean, this year, I think we see 15 catches. I, I was going to put that might be an aggressive. I was going to put it at 10. So, yeah, 10 to 15 right in there. Yeah. Piece of cake. Uh, where does he yeah. end his career at UGA? What, what does he, what do we leave when he takes in, off? What do we think of in him? the NFL? Okay, in the NFL, absolutely. I, I agree. He's got that sort of ceiling. I, yeah. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a great player for for Georgia. I think, um, I think you see this kid as, um, as just as offering something. He's not just the next in a line of UJ tight ends. No. He he offers something that is different than um, than what most people offer. Uh, at at the position and therefore i think he's going to always have a role on this team no matter who gets recruited around him no matter what other players are having good years and listen tight end is a position where it's not a one it's not a one pony show it's not a quarterback like you two tight ends is a thing in 2019 uh georgia ran quite a bit of 12 personnel as it's called one running back two tight ends Two wide receivers, twenty uh, percent of their plays Ew. in 2019 were, and this was obviously famously under James Coley. Now that year, there were two senior tight ends: Charlie Warner, the NFL player. Uh, he's he's not lying. Just every t- every time I say his name, I'm going to say you should. The, the, the man that plays in the NFL now, and Eli Wolf, the, the obviously the grad transfer that year. As well. Now, the number went down in 2019, the 12, or the, in 2020, the 12 personnel. And people might think, well, that's Todd Munkin versus James Coley. But I say, no, that's two experienced tight ends versus zero experienced tight them. ends. <laughs> and so by the end of the season, you were seeing Darnell Washington emerge. Uh, but but this is the number that's that's truly telling. And in 2019, went back and and okay. looked, and when when Georgia was in 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, they ran the ball under James Coley 82 percent of the plays that they were in that formation. Now this is why James Coley sucks. How, how did if we you score need to any know, points with James Coley as OC? If you need to know why James Coley sucks, it's because I. Not a guru, not an insider, sitting on my couch, could diagnose pre-play what Georgia was going to do every single That's play, right. because the tendencies were there. Um, 
you're going to see an increase in 12 personnel this oh, season, yeah. I believe. Okay, from last season. You're going to get to back up around a 20, maybe even higher number this year. But listen to me and listen good. When we're in 12 personnel, two tight end sets, we ain't running the ball 82% of the place. Okay? we When we're in 12 personnel, we might have a five-man line of scrimmage Uh and four wide. We might have five wide in a 12 personnel. Uh, and JT Daniels' little quick release game with Darnell Washington, safety valve over the middle, James Cook coming out of the backfield, receivers running their routes, and look, don't look now, but Brock Bowers just look, out wide, look. and he he just said, "Who? What did you say yesterday? Is it is it hard for a true freshman to run it a go route? It ain't is it, hard. Is that hard? It's running that's and catching. I it. believe that's it's all hard. we're talking about. No." So look for more 12 personnel and look for more passing out of it this season under Todd Munkin because the weapons are beginning to emerge in Athens at the tight end. If you all don't understand, if you don't think this is the best offense we've had in, I want to say, a decade, Daniel. Yes, you... Yeah, you'd be hard pre- you you go back to 2011. That was pretty I think, good offense. I think so. But but outside of that, look, be excited. This kid's going to have a great career at UGA is our anticipation, is our hope, is our expectation from him. It begins this year. I think he comes onto the scene, already a contributor, continues to be a contributor, continues to make himself known. Um, we have high expectations for him. It's going to be hard to fill big O shoes. I get it. Like you're sitting in the shadow of that kid. But the good news is they are different skill sets. So that's, he doesn't have that's to what fill I mean. big O shoes because big O is still filling big O shoes. He's still uh, what, here. He's a, what, soft, he's a true What sophomore. I'm saying is, is, is expectation-wise, <laughs> again, the shadow of. I shouldn't have said shoes. I should say shadow of. Um, no, this is exciting. This is thrilling. If you guys aren't excited for this UGA offense next year, and this is coming from two dudes who boss Bailey – and Roquan Smith are our favorite players ever to lace up in, in red and black. So we're all on the defense. But this offense is going to be something skilled and different that we've ever seen. Uh, hey, that does it here on Lockdown Bulldogs for Friday. Hope you have a good weekend. I hope we will see you back Monday where we'll be talking more fan talk about UGA basketball and football. We will see you guys then. See ya. See ya.